Before we get into the podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. Hi. Welcome back to This Strange World. I'm Gavin. I love it for you, Gavin. I'm Leah. And I'm Chris. I just burped before we started. How you guys doing? A new week. A new. You know, I was. I was doing better before you burped into the microphone and now I just feel disgusted. And so I think that's going to ruin the rest of the recording. It's not a form of ASMR. (laughs) Can you imagine? Yeah. It was like, is there a genre of ASMR where it's just people doing bodily noises into the Sure. Did you know there's this girl that like sells her farts? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. She like farts in jars. Bang, bang, and like, cash, cash. And I'm just like, okay, that's your hustle. Good for who you. Who buys that stuff, though? Who would go out of their way to buy a jar of farts? Let's not mention those people. People who want wicked sniffs. <laughs> How you guys doing? New week, new type of cryptids. You know what that means. New week, new cryptids. New week, new cryptids. This is the fourth episode in the cryptid season. Ooh. What have we done so far? First episode was humanoids. Pretty basic. Pretty, pretty, pretty normal. But the second episode, Chris. Aliens. Pretty out of this world, right? That was far out. Yeah. Third episode, Leah. Poisonous and venomous with the sting. Oh, wow. I'm glad you guys... Now I wish I had a pun for humanoids, but I don't. I, I, I should have brought. There is one. So standing on humanoids, it stands on its own two legs. Uh, but today, <laughs> today, good. thank you. Uh, today I brought in a brand new topic, and let me tell you, it's gonna grow on you. Um, today, wow. we're gonna be talking about plantae, which is uh, otherwise known as plant-based cryptids. But before that. Um, in case this is your first time listening to this season like a lunatic. <laughs> I think lunatic is like an extra level of crazy, you know? I think lunatic is the person that like would be running up into your house with a chainsaw. That sounds like a lunatic. I think I'm the definition of lunatic. <laughs> I think we're all lunatics in our own rights. If this is your first time listening to this season, well, get with the times. What's... <laughs> wait, wait. If, if this is your first time listening this season, what, what, what are you doing? What are you what are you what? doing? What are you doing? Let's define cryptids. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, yeah, as our favorite, top favorite dictionary, a cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. So that's what a cryptid is. Today I'm going to be talking about plantae, which is a category for all plant-based cryptids. They can range from either being 100% plant, such as the fern flower, the first one I'll be talking about, or partly plant such as, to tease a little bit, the Moss Man or the Honey Island Swamp Monster. The study of plant creatures in cryptozoology, which is the study and search for animals, which are unrecognized or disputed by zoology, is also known as cryptobotany. Like botany is like study of plants. So these are all just a bunch of plant-based cryptids. I feel like some of the things that I'll talk about today also, all the episodes really are related because they're all cryptids. But 
there's probably going to be some crossover with these plant-based ones, the poisonous and venomous ones, because, like, you know, poisonous plants and stuff. Right. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. So the first one that I wanted to talk about today, uh, uh, possibly one of the only nicer, I say nicer with quotes around it, one of the only nicer cryptids that we're, we might even be talking about this whole season, uh, and that is the fern flower. And that's because the fern flower is a magical flower in Slavic and Baltic mythology. According to myth, the fern flower blooms for a short time on the eve of the summer solstice. It is said to bloom around midnight and would die before dawn. It shines with a golden, purple, or blue glow. The flower is said to bring fortune, wealth, power, or the ability to understand animal speech. It is guarded closely by evil spirits, such as witches and demons, who are particularly active during the nights of the solstice. People who searched for the flower had to be careful and would decorate themselves with mugwort. The flower shouldn't be picked and instead would need to be delicately shaken down from the fern. The flower would then be wrapped up in linen cloth. It was forbidden to look back when carrying it home, and in some versions, the wealth from the flower couldn't be shared with anyone else. How would you guys feel about a flower that gives you fortune, wealth, power, or the ability to understand animal speech? But you can't, like, share it, you said, right? Yeah, but there could be loopholes, I feel like. Maybe, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like money laundering. You gotta, you get your wealth from the flower, you gotta clean it up, buy, like, a mattress store or, like, art, and then gift it to your friend. And then now they have okay. something that's worth a lot of money. They can get an NFT. You can get them an NFT. But, uh... Exactly. I, I'm sure the fern, a modern fern flower would have... So many NFTs. You got the golden one, the purple one, the blue one. Bright colors, bright colors. I don't think there's a law in what you said against you going to the flower, you getting the flower, you doing all the stuff, getting the wealth. And then, like, let's say, like, you make a bunch of YouTube videos and you get super famous and you're like, I'm the one that found the fern flower. Here's the fern flower. Look at it. And then all that money, and then you can share that money with other people. Then you can share, share the share money from you want YouTube. To share it that way. Through YouTube? No, I'm saying like you know how everyone's trying to like I'm found Sasquatch and they're trying to do it for money and weight on like fortune and oh yeah yeah and stuff. yeah. So like all right, so you found the flower, but you actually did find the flower and you actually have physical proof of the flower. Then you can go and get famous with that flower, get a ton of money, and then you can share it with the people that you were going to share the riches with, anyways. Mm, That's I fair. I just like the uh, being able to hear what my dog has to say. I do want to hear yeah. what your dog has to say. I feel like your dog would be like an old man. I want to know, how does it bring you power? Wealth, I can understand. Maybe it has, maybe it grows money. Maybe it's a literal money tree. But power? Are you going to get a phone call and then some foreign ruler is going to be like, hey, I just got a call from your flower and he said that you should be moved to a higher position. So we're going to make you head of everything. Or I'm thinking, like, they just get, like, a sudden realization out of nowhere that they're like, I have to hire Gavin out of nowhere. I'm going to hire you to be the next president in the United States. Yeah. I'm going to hire you. I Whoever, uh, yeah, I'm going to hire you to be the president. <laughs> Hi, I'd like to be president. I'd like to be president. I have a pretty flower. Please <laughs> vote for me. I have to vote for him. I have to vote for him. The flower party. I have to vote. Would you guys like to know... The exp so obviously, the flower is probably real, right? For sure, mm, of course, hands down. But yeah. allegedly, if it is potentially, I'm just saying, 
potentially not real. Obviously. Would you like to hear some explanations as to what this flower might have been? Sure. Well, first of all, ferns are not flowering plants. <laughs> so they, like, they don't have flowers. Ferns are not flowering plants, but there are flowering plants that resemble ferns with some of these flowers opening during nighttime. However, some true ferns have sporagia in tight clusters known as fertile fronds, which may appear as flower-like clusters. These ferns are commonly known as flowering ferns. So, so there's no such thing as flowering ferns, but there is such thing as flowering ferns. Is this essentially what you're saying? There's no such things as ferns that flower, but there are flowers that look like ferns. It's like a square in the rectangle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess this the fern flower does not exist, most likely. Mm-mm. You know who? Goodness, I hope he doesn't exist. Moving on, we're going to be talking. The next example is Moss Man. Ooh. Moss. M O S S. Like moss, like the plant. So, Moss Man or Paramalfate is a cryptid that has been spotted in and around the state of Florida. I think this is our first Florida cryptid. Is it? Have we talked about any previous Florida ones? I don't think so. No. We've talked about how weird Florida is. Well, it's about to get weirder. <laughs> It is described as a large humanoid, shout out humanoid episode, entity entirely covered in green moss or foliage. Its eyes are amber in color and shine in the night, giving it an eerie stare. It is possible it grew moss-like appendages to blend in with its surroundings to hunt better and or stay hidden. It is described to be around six to seven and a half feet tall and to be around 200 to 450 pounds. So it's a big guy. Covered in moss, hanging out in like Florida, could be real. Could be real. I think like, if I got stepped by him, like step, he stepped on my foot or something, it wouldn't hurt that much though. I mean, because I've been stepped on by like by some a heavy people. Hundred pound horse. So uh, on my pinky toe. Oh, and you yeah. still have your pinky toe? Yeah. What a story. <laughs> Is he like made of moss? Or is he covered in moss? He's covered um, in moss, right? Well, I think people, it's a humanoid entity. So it's like something that looks like a human. And it's not completely confirmed whether it's only covered in moss or whether it's there's something under what's under it. Right. Um, but then there's also kind of like moss and like branches kind of growing from it. So it's not clear whether that's a part of it or just on it. It kind of, I'm trying to get a sense. It looks like a Scooby-Doo villain. Oh, 100%. It's like a swamp thing. That's what like, it's on Scooby-Doo. God darn. No, it's not. A, yeah, no, if you ever watch Scooby-Doo, right. you'll know what I'm talking about. If you've ever watched Scooby-Doo from like the 60s, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, it's, exa- it's like that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but some people have seen it, or at least claim to see it. The Moss Man was first spotted in 1978 by a couple who were enjoying their time on a beach. At first, they noticed a human-shaped figure in a raincoat lying down by the rocks near the coastline. They did not take much notice of it until it stood up and stared at the couple with its shining red eyes. The couple noticed that what they had believed to be a raincoat was actually a layer of green leafy foliage attached to its skin. The couple scrambled to their feet and ran away. Later, all that remained was a bit of Spanish moss. From this moment, the legend of the Moss Man was born. 
In the next two years, it was spotted on several occasions. People reported seeing its moss-covered head appear out in the foggy mist from the ocean. It was seen at Red Reef Park, West Palm Beach, and Hillsborough Beach. Some say it was a humanoid creature, while others say it was more of a ghost-like feature. The closest encounter of the Moss Man happened in 1980. An elderly couple were having a quiet stroll late one evening in Red Reef Park. Red Reef Park is a 67-acre coastal park built for environmental education purposes and features a 20-acre nature center. Upon their quiet and pleasant stroll, the woman noticed a green shroud hidden amongst the foliage. She leaned forward to get a closer look at what she thought was one of the birds. Then she got the shock of her life when the creature spun around and locked gaze with its amber eyes. The elderly couple ran off as fast as their legs could carry them. They reported the sighting, but by that time, the creature had run away. Interesting. I don't know if it mm. run. It can hurt you. Can it hurt you a little bit? Here? I mean, it's like a six to seven and a half foot person. Humanoid. I mean, it's like as tall as like my uncle. And that's not like a hit on my uncle because like he is tall. So good for him. It's like, like like a very tall thing ranging from. And I'm sure like. I'm sure the 200 to 450 pounds, I'm sure it's not all in his stomach. I'm sure this thing is built. I'm sure this thing is swole from like swimming. It's all cardio from swimming in swamps. So like this thing is jacked. I'm Will sure. Will he be my workout buddy? <laughs> Maybe, but he might make you carry a lot of moss and stuff on your back. You know, I'll get fit. Oh. Yeah. Then you'll get big, whatever the back muscles are called. Booty muscles. Yeah. Glutes too. <laughs> what about what do you think, Chris? I'm just like I'm trying to get it 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 just like I don't know. It seems like it's just a dude that looks like he was like I'm trying to think of like the first No, it's for sure a Scooby Doo villain. Like the for first sure. I'm trying to think of like the first sighting that you were talking about where they were like the guy was like they thought it was a raincoat. They saw it was like someone laying on the rocks. It could have just been like a super tripped out guy who was just laying on the rocks that looked up at them, saw people and got nervous and the people got scared. So they ran and then he ran because he didn't want them to see him. And it's in Florida. If you're wait, but you're saying he's tripped out, right? I'm saying well, because they said it was like red skin. So like he probably could have gone swimming in a yeah, red eyes. So he probably could have gone like swimming in a swamp because he's tripped out on something. Probably got some swamp water in his eyes. Got a little, you know. You're, I was red. thinking this is like glowing red eyes. You think this is someone who just looks high? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Know, because be like, is that weird? because people's people talk and they like to hype up stuff to make well, yeah. themselves sound cooler. So they probably could have seen someone with red eyes and been like, they were shining. Like you ever see Monsters Inc. where the guy where they're talking with the 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 baby that was running around the the sushi restaurant. And yeah. the guy was like, and he picked me up and shook me like a dog. It's like the same thing. It's like, and the, the eyes were red and shining. You got to believe me. They were they were piercing into my soul. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of cryptids because it's all like, <laughs> at the end of the day, word of mouth and people exaggerating stories that yeah. we know of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's true. do you want to hear a few explanations? Yeah. Sure. One, obviously, a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yes. uh, so we range from scooby-doo villain to some saying it's a curse dating back to the 1500s it could also be bigfoot or another ape-like creature potentially covered in some sort of moss or green fur 
Others believe it could just be some sort of a swaying plant or something similar. So not even a person. Could it be like a person? You know how those like camo suits and like people will like hop into pots and like try and scare other people? You think it's someone in a ghillie suit? Really, really tall. Is it a ghillie suit? Yeah, Yeah. with like bright red contacts and then like, yeah. Yeah, it could totally be something like that. And then people just being scared. I mean, people do get scared when you see those other people jump out from pots and like people are like, they're scared. Oh, for sure. And I mean, there's a lot of these different types of uh, large humanoid creatures that are in swamps and water. Another example, moving right along to our next example, is the Honey Island Swamp Monster. The Honey Island Swamp Monster is a humanoid cryptid that is reported to have been seen in and around Honey Island Swamp, Louisiana, since 1963. It was first reported in 1963 when two hunters spotted this creature prowling the swamps. Its tracks indicate three-toed webbed feet. It is possible that a Bigfoot evolved webbed feet to better suit its swamp environment. Some even believe it's an experiment gone awry. Standing over seven and a half feet tall and weighing between 400 and 500 plus pounds, the Honey Island Swamp Monster, also known as the Louisiana Wookiee, is said to be covered in a thick coat of matted gray or brown fur and swamp weed. Its yellow eyes are seemingly reptilian, and the smell it emits has been called the stench of death. Ooh. Oof, you need a bath. Yeah. Not in a swamp, but you need a big jacuzzi with a bath bomb and some, like, essential oils. Yeah. If you're you're living (laughs) in a swamp, I'm sure that water's not the cleanest, and you're showering in that swamp, and you're just rubbing yourself in that swamp. All that bacteria is going to stink. There's that. There's probably mold. Oh, there's probably mold. You got to do what you got to do. There's probably some alligators that are, like, clinging onto you while you're getting out of the... No, you make friends with them. You make friends. (laughs) I do like this one because I like how it um, has the note about, like, the webbed feet, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit different from just a humanoid-esque figure that it's... But again, it is very much a uh, Scooby-Doo-esque villain. I love how they think it's, like, an experiment gone awry, where it's, like... It's like, oh my, like, I, I always wonder, like, if any of these cryptids or people, if they're like, oh my God, it was made in a lab and the guy escaped. And it's like, it's, it's like that, that like, like Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were a few sightings of it that are notable. The monster was first sighted in 1963 when Harlan Ford and his best friend, Billy Mills, were searching for an abandoned cabin spotted by Ford in a plane deep in the Honey Island Swamp. The friends reached a clearing when they spotted the creature, who kept eye contact with them only for a moment before escaping into the underbrush. Describing the creature, Ford said the following. It was nothing... Should I do a voice? Yeah. Oh, wait. This is... I don't know how to do Louisiana. I'm just going to do a young person. It's nothing like I'd ever seen before. Ugly. I don't know why it's like New York. (laughs) New Yorker. (laughs) It was nothing like I'd seen before. Looking like something out of a horror movie. I don't know what that I'm telling was. you, mister. I ain't never seen nothing like this before in all me days. What was yeah. that? It's like a... It's like a newsie. News? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, however, so that was 1963. In 1974, Ford and Mills returned to the area on a duck hunting trip. The two found several dead boars with their throats torn out along the way. 
Realizing the boars were too far from the water to have been killed by alligators, they began to suspect the monster they encountered nine years prior was involved. This suspicion was confirmed when they noticed footprints, three-toed and webbed, all around the boars. Rather than having a second run-in with the swamp monster, Ford and Mills retreated from Honey Island Swamp at a fast pace. Later that night, the friends returned to make a cast of the footprints. And they were still there? They were able to do it? I guess, yeah. Kudos. Yeah, it didn't say they washed away or anything. That's... Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess who would... That's interesting. Like, it, like I was going to say, like, it could have just been... I'm thinking, like, it could have just been two hunters that had shot the boars and then maybe tore their throats out. Why would you do that? That's so gruesome. People are crazy. It's also the 70s, man. The thing that's making me be like, maybe it's... You know, maybe there's some stuff to the swampy guy is um, that they found the footprints and there were three toed and webbed footprints, just like the description was saying from what they saw the last time. He had that the guy had webbed feet, feet. and he it was the same feet. area and it was the exact same area. I mean, I wonder if potentially there's some sort of creature that's not necessarily a humanoid, but maybe it's either something from the water, something with I don't know what would have feet. That would also live near water that is like carnivorous, like maybe some sort of a monkey or something. But why would it have three toes? Carnivore, but I know like when uh, seals get their salmon, Mm -hmm. yeah, that like um, birds will try and like fly down and also eat like the fish. So it's not necessarily like carnivore, but you know what I'm getting? I'm like, yeah, but I mean, it probably wasn't a bird because it had. Big ass feet. Hang on and a second. Dude, these birds are some big ass feet, yeah? So I'm looking at alligator feet on Google Images, and they're webbed feet, and there's four fingers in their webbed feet. What made you look up an alligator? Well, well because that's... I'm thinking like it could have been a swamp alligator that ripped them out because they Something have webbed that feet. came out of the water far enough. And I yeah, it. like let's say one of the feet just didn't show up in the swamp because it's like it's hard to tell that's footprints true. in swamp mud and stuff. Like yeah, it's muddy. It could have easily just been an alligator. Easily, I, I would believe an alligator more than I would believe Mr. Swamp Monster here. Honey Island Swamp Monster. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've, I've seen plenty of alligators. I have never seen a Honey Island Swamp Monster, so. I guess we gotta go to Louisiana. I, I, or Florida. That'll be a trip I come with. Uh... Oh, wait, is this Honey... Oh, the Honey... I'm thinking of Moss Man still. I'm thinking of Moss yeah. Man. Well, but it was first reported in 1963. I wonder how long it lives. It might already be dead. It could have kids. With another Honey Island Swamp Monster? Yeah. Hey, you never know. There's a whole swamp monster family that lives in the Louisiana swamps. You don't have no idea. There's a whole ecosystem. Well, finally, this one, we're going back a little bit more towards plants. This is Yate Vio. Yate Vio. Do you want to guess what Yate Vio is before I even say what it is? It sounds like yummy. Mm. Like Yate Vio. I've never had veal, but it sounds. You like- never had veal? It's mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> it's veal. It's baby cow. Baby cow. Yes. Right? Sorry to anybody who cares a lot about baby cows, but oh That's my god. That's kind of why I've never had. Veal. I don't like that. I don't like veal. I don't like. I've never had it. I never want so it. So good. 
the fact that there's like veal parmesan, it's like I'm eating a baby uh, cow. Vate vio is not veal. Vate vio, yate vio. Sorry, sorry, my mispronunciation. Yate vio sounds like Latin, like one of those like college slogans, like "Welcome to Gavin Berger University." Yate vio. I don't know exactly what language it is, but this thing is found in South America. So, or and sometimes Madagascar. So. Anyway, right, so that's not Latin then. So, Yate Vio is a famous carnivorous tree found in South America with a more famous African cousin. In J.W. Buell's Land and Sea, the Yate Vio plant is said to catch and consume large insects, but also attempts to consume humans. The Yate Vio is said to be a carnivorous plant that grows in parts of Central and South America with cousins in Africa and on the shores of the Indian Ocean. There are many different descriptions of the plant, but many reports say it has a short, thick trunk with long tentacle-like appendages which are used to catch prey. Some even claim it has an eye to locate its prey with. Ooh. That's creepy. Like the owl hole that you kind of see in other trees? Oh, yeah. Let me, uh, here, I should have been doing this for all the other ones, but for this one, we'll make an exception. I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Sorry, listeners. You can check out the picture on our social media. Um, this is what it looks like at the Strange World podcast on Instagram. It's like a Medusa tree. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. It looks cool, though. Uh, imagine getting whooped up by a tree like that that looks just like that you get grabbed by one of its tentacle arms and you reminds me of like pirates of the caribbean and like johnny depp is like exploring the jungle and then they like have a trap and then he goes up in the trees yeah it's some it's some crazy and actually to those who can't see it and to those who either don't want to see it or whatever it reminds me if you've ever seen lord of the rings it reminds me of the watcher in the water um I don't know if you've ever seen that. People, that's such a small niche thing that people are talking about. But um, Lord of the Rings is a niche thing. I would say more so now. Yes, I would say more so now. I it think is. it's still pretty no big one, thing. But you they can haven't continue. made any. They haven't made any Lord of the Rings stuff since The Hobbit. They're making a new show. Yes, I'm making but, the Amazon show. It's coming out in like September. Well, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> anyway, the natives feared it as it had bad omens. You know, because the tree that eats people. Maybe it has good omens. Uh, and it was thought to be the work of evil witch doctor magic. In 1881, intrepid explorer Carl Leish told the tale of a terrible tree, the Yate Vio that would feast upon the Maduku tribe of Madagascar. The German gave a gruesome account of his encounter as the plant slobbered on a filly, quote, slender, delicate, pulpy, with the fury of starved serpents, quivered a moment over her head. Then, as if instinct with demonic intelligence fastened upon her in sudden coils round and round her neck and arms. Then, while her awful screams and yet more awful laughter rose wildly to be instantly strangled down again into a gurgling moan, the tentacles, one after another, like great green serpents, with brutal energy and infernal rapidity. Rose retracted themselves and wrapped her about in fold after fold, ever tightening with cruel swiftness and savage tenacity of anacondas fastening upon their prey. Yeah, it sounds like a 
if Medusa was a tree and then like didn't like anyone at all. Which yeah. she doesn't. So it it it's like the Sarlacc pit if the Sarlacc pit was a tree. That's I feel like <laughs> every episode we got is just be like it's like the Sarlacc pit, but if the Sarlacc pit was a big worm. It's like the Sarlacc <laughs> pit, but if it was a big tree. It's like the Sarlacc pit, but if the Sarlacc pit was a humanoid. I would say this is more like the Sarlacc pit than the Mongolian deathworm, though. What I is would agree. the Sarlacc pit? I need to it's see from look. Star Wars. Have you it's seen what Star Book Wars? That was um, eaten in is the second one, I think. Of the, old the original? third one. Oh, the original. Oh, like, okay, the original did. third one. Probably yeah. did. So what I think is interesting about this one, not that I'm saying that this is potentially real. However, the fact that there's like a Madagascar version and a South American version makes me think because the ones where it's like in one place, it's like, all right, maybe it's just a few people being crazy. But when there's similar accounts in different places, that's what makes me go, hmm, something is definitely up here. Yeah, that's true, because in different parts of central and south america and it's got cousins and there's like madagascar and africa and it it's it appears in different places it's not just like one mythical tree that's in the jungles of madagascar it's like this thing is in central south america Indian ocean africa madagascar i mean there's a lot of different carnivorous plants and trees um i mean the madagascar tree which is the Madagascar version is often called the Madagascar tree or man-eating tree. It's mm-hmm. the same type of stories, but there have been some detailed accounts from different botanists. I won't go into detail on these because it's a lot of the same of what we've heard, but it's very interesting. Um, although the um, the Madagascar tree, I think they did figure out it was a hoax. You want me to tell you about that? Yeah, okay. yes. Go into that. Yeah. On April 28, 1874, the New York World ran an article announcing the discovery in Madagascar of a remarkable new species of plant, a man-eating tree. The article included a gruesome description of a woman fed to the plant by members of the Makoto's tribe. Numerous newspapers, magazines reprinted the article, but 14 years later, the journal Current Literature revealed the story to be a work of fiction written by New York World reporter Edmund Spencer. Mm. So... Uh, if that's the, fr- I mean, 1874 was when that article was first written, uh, and Yate Vio was first uh, cited. It was that sighting in 1874. So, I feel like that might confirm everything as a hoax, and even the South America. But then, what's up with the South American one? Stories cross over. All cryptids kind of spur from like one thing, which sounds a little like crazy in a way. But I mean, it is yeah. true. It's just different places kind of making up their own kind of tales. And also when you pass down a story generation to generation, like you guys said, I think earlier, like stories kind of change, shift, and it may seem more scary or it may seem more friendly. So the tree kind of also sounds like the, um, what's the plant that eats the, the, the flies? Oh, Venus flytrap? Venus flytrap, yeah. I had one yeah. of those. They were really cool, but it died really fast. I don't know if I've ever even... I think I've seen one of those in real life. Um, Going back to what you were uh, just saying, I definitely do feel like a lot of cryptids spin off of each other that if somebody hears about one, and I'm sure we'll get into this in the next episode, not to tease it too much, but when somebody hears about one thing in one place, then they spin it off to have their their own thing in their own place, 
I mean, even like all the different swamp monsters and uh, like the Honey Island swamp monster and Moss Man, like it definitely all stemmed from the same idea of some sort of humanoid creature coming out of the water. And I mean, even in past episodes, like I think the Chupacabra, like also inspired a lot of different cryptids and stuff like that. So, and I'm sure we'll see plenty more examples going forward of a lot of crossover with cryptids inspiring each other. But those are the four examples I brought in of the plantae, plant-based cryptids, uh, the Fernflower, Mossman, Honey Island, Swamp Monster, Yate Vio. Final thoughts, favorites, what do you guys think? Plant-based cryptids. I like the tree. That's fair. Or the Mossman, because like I want to make friends with him. He can you be want to be friends with, with He could be my school man. buddy, yeah. For sure. True. I'm sure he'd be down to lift some branches. What about you, Chris? What'd you like? I really like the Honey Island Swamp Monsters just because I love hearing about monsters that come out of the swamps because, like, I don't know. If, I've never been to the swamps. I've never been to a swamp. But I just have a feeling that, like, at night in the swamps is, like, a different time, a different type of scary. And, like, I would love for there to be... I don't know if I'd love there to be, but it would be interesting if there was, like, actually, like, stuff that would come out at night that were, like, mythical things that were, like not from this world supernatural things that would happen in the swamps after the sun goes down because they are very scary yeah and i'm sure especially at night these like swampy moss covered like figures would be even more terrifying oh my god absolutely if like all you have is a little flashlight a lot of these uh swamps and stuff are from the 70s so like yeah all they have is probably shield flashlights um i really like the fern flower because uh it was Probably one of the nicer cryptids that we'll talk about. Also, I like how specific they were with the instructions that, like, you can't touch it. You got to shake it down and then, like, pick it up with a cloth and, like, but you can't share your wealth with anyone. It's, like, it, it's a lot of surprising amount of rules for a cryptid. Yeah. It reminds me of that game that people play. I don't know if you've heard of this game, but it's, like, it's like you have to shut all your windows and you have to, like... Hi, like close all your cabinets and you like sit chant this guy's name and like then like you have to survive like 24 hours and yeah, yeah i think i know the type of stuff i thought you were gonna say like the the flower and like uh tangled how then it's like with like the I never hair saw and tangled. stuff you never saw well, tangled this is the wait. second time i've brought up like a pixar disney movie because uh in another episode i brought up in the last episode i brought up brave that's so weird so random of me i don't watch that many i haven't seen them in forever so it's not like I'm going around watching Tangled and Braved, but anyway, so that was the uh, that was the plant-based one. We're making it. We're chugging. We're chugging along. So for the strange world, I'm Gavin. I'm Leah. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening. Stay strange. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Gavin, where did you get these strange sources from? Well. As uh, as the same as last time, I got them all from cryptids with a Z fandom.com. Great little wiki. A few cross references with other wikis, as I've said. Yeah, mostly this cryptids wiki, but all very interesting things. And I mean, they have their own sources to other articles. But yeah, this is the epilogue. Uh, I think another banger, guys. Chris has got an, his episode up next. Chris, you want to tease that at all? I don't know how I can. I'm trying to think of how to do it. It's not like you I can think do of like something on the same level of how I was like this. Like I should have teased this episode last time being like, it's going to grow on you. What's something in that vein? 
Prepare to get wet. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Prepare. Uh, don't get. Don't. Don't drown. Stay afloat. Sink or swim or flight or fight. We're gonna. We you you'll float too. You'll float um, too. You'll float too. Uh, what it's related to? Whoa. 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 Do you think it's a cryptid? What is? It. Oh, it. Like the Pennywise? Yeah. Mm, maybe more of an urban legend. If he was real, would he be a cryptid? Possibly. There's a lot of crossover with. A human, yeah, he'd probably fit into the humanoid ca category quite nicely. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There's your fun little tidbit to think about, guys. Dopey dope. Mm. Bye. 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 This podcast was produced by Gavin Berger, Leah Ettinger, and Chris Ash. Our theme song is by DJ Kai Song, and our logo is designed by Michael Zilvetti. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and check out more episodes of This Strange World available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast, and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. If you have any other ideas for future episodes, let us know. You can DM us on our social medias or email hello at thisstrangeworldpodcast.com.